Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to another episode of the Expert to Authority show. My name is Simone Vincenzi, and I'm your host. And this is the podcast for coaches, speakers, and trainers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. And today, we are talking about uh, getting access to highly qualified leads using joint venture. So the title of this episode is Joint Venture Mastery with our special guest, Danny Berman. Now, if you've not subscribed yet to the show, make sure you subscribe. And also, if you want to dive deeper into this topic, Danny is running a free webinar, uh, and you can find all the information here at captainjv.co. So it's captainjv.co. The link is also in the show notes and in the description. Uh, let me introduce our guest today. He helps established coaches and consultants to attract their clients, uh, their ideal clients, through joint venture partnerships. He's worked with over 300 joint venture partners, supported numerous six-figure launches, both for his clients and for other joint venture partners that have generated millions of dollars in revenues. Uh, welcome, Danny Bermont. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much. It's great to be on the show. Uh, is great to have you here, Danny. And uh, first of all, before we go into the topic of joint venture partnerships, I want to know from you uh, what do you have? What can you share with us? If there is a tool or an app, something that you are using in your business that can make you, your life or business better, what's that for you? Uh, I love HubSpot. It is a fantastic CRM. Uh, it's free. I think you can have up to a million contacts on there on the free version. Uh, it also, should you decide that you want to, to, to up things a bit, there is uh, some paid options on there, like the, the ability to create like email outbound email sequences to people you are uh, selling to. Uh, and it also has some fantastic uh, like abilities in terms of marketing. If, you, if for example, you want to start creating, creating an inbound email marketing campaign, uh, you can at any stage upgrade. But you know, if you're, if you're just starting off, why not use their CRM function? It's, it doesn't cost anything, and it's fantastic. Uh, it's, a, it's awesome. I love AppSpot as well, and it is an incredible, uh, incredible tool. It's been around for a while. Uh, so if you are looking for CRM, you don't have a CRM, check it out, uh, and you can find also the link of HubSpot in the show in the show notes as well. Um, now, let's start from the beginning. Uh, we are talking about joint venture partnerships. For people that don't know, what joint venture partnerships are. Um, what is a joint venture partner? Let's start from the beginning. Yeah. So, so the, the definition of a joint venture is basically where two businesses are deciding to collaborate for, uh, for essentially for the purpose of a uh, of a successful outcome, right? So, uh, it, it could be a joint venture. Can be, for example, that two business owners decide to host a live event together. Right. When I years and years ago, uh, I went to an event where there was a financial advisor, a mortgage broker uh, and a lawyer. And they all basically were talking about inheritance and what you need to know about it. And you basically uh, all three of the people involved bought their bought, bought audiences with them and enabled them to all sell to each other. So essentially, a joint venture is uh, two or more businesses deciding to collaborate for the benefit of attracting uh attracting new clients, uh, new revenue. Uh, why did you become so passionate about it? Because uh, you, you have built, uh, um, you know, you're teaching it, but before teaching it, uh, you were managing joint venture partnerships. So what got you to become so passionate about it? 
Uh, I what I see all the time is that uh, coaches and consultants, uh, experts, when they are setting up in business, they are very, very uh, focused on the most complicated, difficult ways of getting business. They say, I'm going to set up a LinkedIn campaign. Uh, there's nothing wrong with doing any of these things, by the way. I I'm looking to set up a LinkedIn campaign. I'm looking to set up Facebook ads. I'm looking, looking, looking to set up an Instagram campaign. I'm looking to do SEO. And very often, in most cases, the simplest path to clients is standing, staring them in the face. They have a network of people who they know, they like, they trust, uh, who have worked with them before. Uh, it's the easiest place to start when you're looking for new for new yeah. business. The easiest place to start is your network of trusted people who know you and trust you, who've worked with you before, who can vouch for you. Uh, but people always go for the most complicated route. Why do you think is that? Why do you think people don't go immediately and look for the network and they actually go for the most complicated route? I actually think there's something about human nature. I think it's maybe a bit of a defense mechanism we have that we are, feel very uncomfortable about approaching the people who we actually know, who we have a relationship with, who we've worked with before. Uh, it seems so much easier just to go out there to people who are complete strangers and advertise what you're doing. Uh, and it, although it seems, uh, it seems to be the easier way, in practice, it's much more difficult, right? If you're advertising to a cold audience, if those people, uh, let's say you run a Facebook ad campaign and those people come onto your email list, those people don't know you. They've had no experience of you whatsoever. And so you have to do a lot of work to warm them up. Uh, if someone knows you, has worked with you, and then and, you know, it says to their email list, look, this person's running a webinar. Uh, I know them personally. I rate them. I think what they do is fantastic. You're pre-sold. It's going to be much easier to convert those people. But it's just human nature. You know, we, we, because I think we have a defense mechanism where we're uncomfortable about speaking to people we know. We go for the much more difficult route of advertising and yeah. doing other things like SEO. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And it feels safer when you are talking to a stranger that doesn't have a clue about who you are compared to people that are in your network. And mm -hmm. there is a lot at stake. There is some people might be afraid to burn their relationships. Some mm -hmm. people might be afraid to be annoying. Other people might be afraid that uh, they're going to for of rejections and just uh, getting their networks and the people that are closest to them saying, no, I don't want to support you. But at the same time, what I love about joint venture partnership is that it's the most direct way that there is uh, to get clients. I've not found something that is so so powerful because you have someone else that introduces you to their networks, and then you, you're going to have a commission structure uh, of certain certain way. That's how they get paid. Now, the question I have for you is that how do you attract though the right joint venture partners? Because not all joint venture partnerships are created equal. Some you can see from the beginning that they're not going to work. And some actually you can see from the beginning that they're going to work. And it starts from first, from the selection. How do you select the right partner? I think you need to, you need to do some due, due diligence. And that means you've got to be very clear about, firstly, what, what is my business about? You know, who are my audience? What is, their, uh, what is their key struggle? What am I trying to solve? What problem am I trying to help them solve? And then working from there, it's then thinking about other businesses, what other businesses are doing things. Firstly, serving audiences similar to mine. And, you know, are they solving a problem that complements my business? Because for a joint venture to work, 
ultimately your motivation for promoting something else is because it's something that your audience actually need. So when you're recommending them, you're not doing it begrudgingly. You're not doing like, you're not thinking, oh my God, I've got to burn my list and promote somebody. You're actually thinking, no, this is something my audience needs help with. I actually want to tell you about this person. I think what they're doing is going to be a game changer for you. And so the dynamics of that relationship become very different, very different. Um, but, but yeah, without doing enough due diligence into firstly, like having a better understanding of your audience and what you're solving, but then, then, then not doing enough due diligence for the people you want to work with, uh, that's where people go wrong. Uh, I, I see, for example, I get invited on get to know you calls with JV partners where they've only allocated like 15 minutes for us to get to know each other. You can't get to know each other in 15 minutes. I yeah. usually, um, I usually block out my diary for, I mean, my slots are half an hour, but my diary is blocked out for a full 45 minutes because yeah. I know the reality is when you're asking questions like, tell me about your audience, what keeps them awake at night? You know, what are they trying to struggle? What are they struggling with? Who are these people? Like, what are their beliefs? And so on. When you go into that depth of conversation uh, with someone you want to work with, and you have to do that, uh, you need, you really need time to, to, to really investigate who you're working with. And I think far too many people go into joint ventures as a kind of number game. They want to kind of see how many different people they can speak to and how many people they can do deals with to work together with. Uh, and it's the completely wrong approach. You, there's no way when you're, when you're working that way, uh, it's not going to work. You're going you're to have way too many people who are just not a fit for your audience. And you're going to burn your list very quickly. Uh, and uh, you're not going to make much money either working you know, when they promote you. Yeah, I agree with you. A lot of people, they go into this with a transactional mindset to mm -hmm. just say, okay, how many people can I talk to? Let's uh, treat this, this as a number game, as you said, while uh, it, it is an alignment game. Um, now, does this work both ways? Because uh, from what you were saying, I can see this working well uh, from me choosing someone else to promote to my audience. I need to mm -hmm. do their, my due diligence so then yeah. I know I'm promoting to my audience the right products or the right service that solves another problem that they might have yeah. that is relevant to what I do as well. But what if the, the other way around? How do I find the right partner that, uh, I, that I want them to promote me? How do I find the right people? Well, part of the conversation with, with, with somebody has to be the sort of what sort of relationship are they look, looking for? Uh, some people will be very upfront with you and they'll say, I'm looking, I'm not prepared to reciprocate with you. I'm looking for people who can promote my program and I offer generous commission. So you have to make a decision. What are you looking to get out of a joint venture partnership? Are you just looking to earn commission? Uh, you know, are you, and some people do. I, I've worked with people who are looking for great offers to share with their audience and they, they own commission. Uh, I know people who, who have promoted me who have not asked for anything back because they don't really have an offer at the moment and they're just looking for great content uh, for their... For their for... And, and that, actually, that's a very valid, uh, that's a very valid request because, um, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're marketing, if you're regularly marketing to your audience, it can be difficult to often come up with content. Uh, but if you've got some great third-party... Uh, training, uh, resources, that, that, those can be really helpful. So, so you need to find out what does the person you're, the person you're, you want to work with, what are they looking for? Uh, are they looking for a relationship where you'll promote them and they will also promote you? Mm -hmm. If that is the case, you have to, that's, that's where you need to be uh, very open with them. As, as you have asked them lots of questions, 
you also need to give them a very full breakdown of who you help. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people that I reach out to, they're not thorough enough. Like I ask them a lot of questions. They're not asking me enough back. Uh, so you do need to volunteer. You need to be very open with them about who you serve, uh, what the program is, uh, and, and actually ask them, you know, does this sound like when I describe my audience to you, when I describe what I'm solving, does that sound like something that would be helpful for your audience? And I think that if you're, if you're very thorough with what you're giving them, it's going to make it easy for them to assess uh, if this is going to be a fit for their audience. Now, ultimately, the true test is actually when you work together. And sometimes you do discover that, it's, that it doesn't work two ways. You know, your audience loves what they have to offer. They're offered, they're, they don't love it as much the other way. So that may in the long run not work. But you can only do that through, uh, through actually working together. Uh, the, the very first time you work together, it is a, if you like, an, it's a test to see if it's going to work. But you increase the likelihood of it being a successful outcome if you've done due diligence in the first place. So you're, you're at, from the from the word go, you're working with a much smaller number of, you know, carefully selected people who sound like they're going to be a fit for you. Uh, I think actually something else that I would look out for is yes, you know, your off are your offers aligned, are your audiences aligned, but are these people? Is this something you actually would like working with as well? You yeah. sometimes work with people who. Just something doesn't feel right. They are they're much they're too much of a hurry. They're not taking enough of an interest. They're not very uh, they're not very uh, re uh, responsive. They don't reply to your messages. So you do see some telltale signs that maybe might warn you that this is not going to be a good relationship. So don't don't overlook the personal dynamics as well. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're working with them. Right. You're going to be working with them. You're going to be sharing the audience. Your clients might be working with them. Their clients might be working with you. So yeah. if uh, if there is not uh, harmony in the approach and uh, you don't feel like this is a person actually I want to work with, I like who they are, I like who, what they stand for, mm -hmm. then you know that the relationship is already not starting in the right way. Yeah. Uh, now, I want to remind everyone that uh, in the show notes, you can find uh, captainjv.co. So it's captainjv.co. And there is a free training on building joint venture partnerships. So if you like this interview, you want to go deeper in the content of Danny, then uh, the Danny has to offer, then make sure you check out the uh, training at captainjv.co. Um, Danny, I know as well that... Uh, is not not all partnerships uh, uh, that they might sound great on paper, they might not work out later. And I know that everyone that had experience with joint venture partners somehow, somewhere, somewhat might have joint venture partners that let them down. They said they were going to do one thing and they don't do it, or they do something different, or they not do what they promised. So, how can we make sure actually? that the joint venture partners that you choose or that you work with, they're not going to let you down at some point. Sure. So, so I, I think the first thing I should, I should say is that a lot of the people who let you down are not letting you down because they don't have integrity. They're letting you down because they're disorganized, uh, unfortunately. And I, and I say that I, I draw no distinction between larger businesses and smaller businesses. And sometimes actually the larger businesses, there are more things that can go wrong. Uh, there, that you know, you'll, you'll have one person who's speaking to you about the relationship. There's another person who's responsible for sending out emails to promote you, and sometimes the person A doesn't talk to person B. So there's a lack of communication. 
So and there are some things you can do in the outset to ensure that those things don't happen. Uh, for example, making sure that are you speaking to all the right people? So you might be speaking to the person who agrees to, to the joint venture. Is there someone else in the team you need to speak to? If that, that, that company is promoting your webinar, do they have all the uh, do they have all the emails that you are using to promote the webinar? Do they have that? Um, are they clear on what? Or, or do they are they clear with you on what dates there uh, things should be promoted? You need to do a lot of signposting. Uh, there's this assumption with um, you know with uh, with marketing generally you have to signpost to your to your to your audience. You know if I'm running a webinar, there's no good me no me no good me sending an email bef- a week before saying hi you're signed up for the webinar. They're going to forget about it a week later, right? You have to keep reminding them the webinar's coming up. Yeah. It's happening tomorrow. It's happening today. It's starting in 10 minutes. You kind of have to do the same thing with joint venture partners, right? Don't just assume, right, you've shaken hands, you've agreed everything. No, you've got to do, you've got to really communicate. You've got to set expectations, like what are we doing together? Have you documented that? Have you communicated it to them? Have you agreed a follow-up date? Uh, have they confirmed with you what dates they're promoting? Have you reminded them what dates they're promoting and so on? So, you, you have to assume that the people you're working with are disorganized because they often will be. Uh, and uh, I've had a really common example, right? People don't reply to your emails because a lot of people only check the top of their inbox, right? So mm-hmm. people have about 100 emails a day coming into their inbox, right? If you're lucky, they've seen your email. If a day, 24 hours has gone past and they've not seen your email, they probably never will see it because, yeah. you know, I, I, I see people who have like, you go into their Gmail and it says like 25,000 emails there that are unread. <laughs> so I, I'm one I mean, of them. I'm definitely I'm, one I'm, of them. I'm, 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 I'm obsessive about replying to emails as in I go, I go yeah. backwards. I go, when I go to my inbox, I, 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 I go back three days and say, okay, over the last three days, are there any messages I've not replied to? Hmm. Uh, but most people don't work like that. And the other thing is that people just, as I said, people don't communicate, right? There's so many joint venture partners I've worked with where the person who is uh, setting up the joint venture promotion, right? You have the, uh, you'll have a marketing executive or you have a virtual assistant who's basically gone, gone off on vacation. They're the only person who's got access to the email systems. And uh, the person you're working with didn't know they were going away on vacation, right? So the promotion they promised never happens. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's those kind of things, right? So uh, it's, I apply the same principles when I'm driving. You know, they say a safe, a safe driver is somebody who basically drives down the road and you have to assume that every other driver is a complete maniac. Uh, you know, and if unfortunately you have to do that. If you drive that way, if you assume everyone else is, uh, is dangerous, you're, you're probably going to be a lot safer on the road, mm-hmm. you know, because you're, you're much more defensive. And you kind of have to take that principle with joint ventures as well. You have to assume that no one else knows what they're doing. And uh, if you work like that, you're going to have a much more successful uh, relationship. Uh, these are a very strong points because uh, what you're doing, what you're suggesting to do is basically be in control of the process and uh, have all the different aspects that uh, will help a joint venture partner to remember, despite their busy day, despite their busy inboxes and everything, that actually they have a commitment towards you, in this case, a promotional commitment, and they have to pull their weight. Yeah. Uh, is there is there an example, I would love to think about an example, and you don't have to make names, of maybe a campaign that uh, you manage can be recently, can be in the past, mm. and uh, uh, that uh, there was some issues with mm. the joint venture partner, and then you managed to turn these issues around. 
So it's yeah. good to have that example of yeah. something that was, uh, was starting well, going to be sideways, brought back on track, and what kind of things you did. Certainly, cer- certainly, oh, oh, certainly, certainly. Uh, first, I want to actually say, I want to add something, which is that I th- that, that people are not necessarily, it's not just this organization. It's the fact that we're all very busy. We're having to juggle a lot of balls, and even the best organization, the balls get dropped. And I think the reason you have to signpost so much is you are very aware of how much your JV partners have on their plate. So you need to make it easy for them, right? And when you're signposting and when you're, you know, when you're staying in touch regularly, you are top of mind and you'll ensure that they don't, you know, they, they don't forget. So you're, you're really helping them. They, they, your JV partners will really appreciate you when you're communicative. You know, they don't, they don't see you as being patronizing and unhelpful in doing that. But yeah, I absolutely. Um, so, so part of uh, part of a big part of a joint venture partnership, as I said, is is you really have to be on top of everything that's going on. One of the things you have to be doing when you're joint venturing with other companies is right. If someone says that they are promoting you on the you know 23rd of September, right? Did that happen? So you know you had to you, you and and this has happened where I've checked up. This this is a company who would normally on top of everything. 23rd of September, whatever, the date came and went, and I noticed that, you know, there was no opt-ins coming from them. Their email had not, uh, and I was even on their email list, and I didn't see an email go out. Uh, and I reached out to them and said, you know, is everything okay? Uh, and, yeah, it turned out, basically, the email that was supposed to go out didn't go out. Mm. Uh, I think it was a glitch. I think it's, and this is, I think, from what I remember, this is quite a common issue. People set emails up and leave them in draft, right? They don't schedule them. Again, it's just a symptom of often people who've got too much on their plate and they're doing too many things. And uh, but yeah, I, I picked up on the fact that an email had not gone out. Uh, but but yeah, they were able to to, to see what had gone wrong. Uh, they were able to send out an email for us. Uh, they were able to send out an additional email to compensate for the one that didn't go out. But um, you know, it's all down to just just staying on top of these things uh, and keeping yeah. a really really close eye. And uh, and I like uh, what you are uh, with the process that you're suggesting, which is uh, first of all establish. Uh, for going back from the beginning of mm-hmm. the interview, first of all establishing clearly what are the responsibilities. This is what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. This is you what you're going to do. Yeah. This is the promotional schedule. This is the communication, mm-hmm. and then you can see that in that communication by keeping the communication alive with that person, then you will be able to see yes, uh, have they done what they said they were going to do. Maybe they, something didn't go out. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm just checking in. I want to check in. I see that this doesn't go out. Is everything okay? And that mm-hmm. comes uh, from uh, this uh, process of being clear with the expectation, right. communicating with the partner, and then checking in. Yeah. And then after that, that's how you can guarantee the success of, of a partnership. Is there um, another example that you would like to give? If we think about maybe some of the more one of the partnerships that you did that could be recently or could be in the past that um, uh, went particularly well, right? So just let's just think about something that went particularly well, went really, really well. You were incredibly happy. It's like, oh my god. This is the, the best partner. Yep. That, what happened in that situation that made that partnership go so well? I think of one partner in particular who his results were just off the charts and not someone who's got a very huge list, uh, not someone who's got a you know a huge community, but 
But the reason he punched above his weight was that he is someone who promotes, he only promotes people he believes in. Uh, he does a lot of uh, research before deciding to, to collaborate, right back to, he'll actually want to talk to people who've, right, if he's promoting a program, he will want to talk to people in his community, maybe who've been on the program previously and want to know what it's like. Um, he'll want to interview the person whose program it is. Uh, and that means that he's not someone who, and, and I talked to you about quality rather than quantity, right? He's not someone who promotes office to his audience the whole time. So if he does promote something, uh, his audience know that his audience take it seriously. They listen to him. So he it, he, he will promote something or say, listen, um, I want to give you the lowdown on this program. I've interviewed the, the, the person whose business it is. Uh, I've spoken to some of you who've been on the program. This is how the program's structured. Uh, I think this is really going to help you. Uh, and so he was so invested in it. And because he, he was invested in it, he believed in it. Uh, and as a result, I think as a result of his sincerity and his in involvement, his audience actually paid attention, they listened, and they, 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 they took part. Uh, and uh, it's not even about, you know, there are people on, there are people who will be involved in a promotion and they'll email their list again and again and again. So it wasn't even about that. Yes, he was quite active in promoting the launch, but it was his personal endorsement that was a game changer mm. uh, and the fact that his audience pay attention to what he has to say so okay. I, I think there's definitely a lesson to learn there it's definitely a great lesson uh, a couple of couple of great lessons mm. here one is uh, how you the reputation that you have with your audience you know mm. do they trust you do they trust yeah. that you actually have just their best interest in mind and yeah. it looked like this person was able to build that relationship and that reputation mm. and uh, secondly as well uh, is about uh, uh, going doing that the due diligence that you were talking about mm. now i'm even though i'm interested and i can promote you he knows the power of his words towards his audience and that's why the due diligence is even more important um at, at this stage it reminds me of a partnership that i did with the linkedin trainer it's been a, the, the most successful partnership that i've ever done and or one of the one of the most successful partnerships that i've ever done and uh, what she did that I really appreciated from a partner is that she spent time reaching out to everyone that registered on the webinar to hear what they were thinking, to hear if they were interested in the offer, if they were not interested, why. And she spent so much time behind the scene messaging people to really have, first of all, a feel on, is this, was this the right thing for them? But secondly, then to answer some of the objections or some of the questions that I had about the program. And it all started because she came to one of my programs. So she attended, she loved it. And then she said, okay, we need to bring this to my audience. And there was that continuum. Of, and what I really appreciated was uh, that person reaching out and really fostering the relationship with their audience, which led to an incredible amount of sales from, from both sides. So that reminded me of that uh, of that situation. Uh, yes, Danny, go ahead. So, so you've actually raised something that I think is worth adding, adding, which I didn't add about this partner, uh, and that is personalization. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's easier uh, to do that when you have a smaller audience, which is why I don't necessarily be put off by people who have smaller audiences because if yeah. you have a slightly smaller audience, that you're a, you've got a more personal relationship. So you are in a situation where you might actually reach out to the audience and say. 
you know, do you have any questions about this program? I'd be happy to answer them. Or, you know, or you'll reach out to people and you actually answer all their questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you send an email promoting someone's offer, you'll actually rewrite it. So it's really, really your tone of voice. And it sounds like it's you. Uh, and and so so I, I'd say that is also big. That that is also a major factor. Yeah. Uh, is 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 is, uh, is is to what extent are you? It's not just that you're giving your your personal endorsement, but how to, to what extent are you actually engaging with your users? Yeah, and uh, that personalization uh, goes uh, goes definitely a long way. Goes definitely mm. a long way because uh, then people see that you are actually invested in the process instead of just blindly sending a few emails. Right, uh, Danny. It is. This has been an incredible interview, and I love how much actually we were able to cover in the in the half an hour that we have because we looked at uh, what makes a great partner to uh, how to avoid some of the mistakes that can get partnerships to go wrong to actually what to do and how to be a great partner or how to select great partners so we covered a lot and i know you have uh, uh, way more to share uh, at captainjv.co uh, in your webinar uh, what are some of the things that people register for the next webinar that is coming up what are some of the things that people can expect so some of the things that we talk about is really why JVs are so powerful, because I think a lot of people who come onto the webinar are not necessarily people who've been active in JVs. They're kind of intrigued. What is this all about? I've heard about it. Will it help me? So I actually talk about why JVs are such a powerful way to, to get new clients, uh, which I think is really useful. And the other thing I talk about is why to be successful at JVs, you have to have a process. Uh, a lot of people who do JVs, uh, a lot, an awful lot of people I work with, uh, very much fly by the seat of their pants. Uh, and you won't be successful at JVs working that way. So I do talk about the process you need to follow in order to get results. And uh, I think that that is that is really that really matters. And I think that 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 your audience will find that very useful. All right. That's awesome. So everyone can go to captainjv.co and that's the way you can find the link to get the um, to get on Danny's next webinar. Uh, or you can click the link below in the show notes uh, or in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, Danny, thank you again for being uh, in the Expert to Authority show. Uh, it's been uh, an incredible interview and thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being on the show. All right, everyone. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe and also check the resources in the show notes that we have prepared for you, like Danny's webinar at captainjv.co or the webinar conversion kit, which will help you create a high converting webinar presentation that you can use with your joint venture partnerships. So check out also that resource there and leave us a review. Uh, Let us know what you think about the show. Until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. 
And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.